0: Welcome to another episode of Heroes And, a podcast where we talk about heroes and comics, movies, TV shows, and this is a rebellion, isn't it? Basically, if it's a part of geek culture, we're going to talk about it. I'm Mel.
1: And I'm Cody. And today, Andy is not here. We are talking about The Walking Dead, and so Andy, you know, he doesn't watch Walking Dead. Walker's got him, so he's <laughs> not going to be here. We have Mel back instead, though. Uh, like I said, today we're talking about Heroes and The Walking Dead Season 6. Before we start that discussion, discussion though, we're calling up a new hero to join Team Heroes and he's half of an indie folk band named Crenshaw. Uh, his name is Stephen Cardwell. Stephen, go ahead and say Hello. Hello.
2: How are Woo-hoo,
0: you? Crenshaw. Yeah.
2: woo Crenshaw. It's great to have you, Steven. I'm really excited for you to join the team. Andy. Or not Andy, Cody. <laughs> Is this because I miss Andy so much? I know. I, I miss him too. Andy, wherever you are, know that you're missed. <laughs> you're. In memoriam of the ones that we've lost. Yes.
0: <laughs> Gone, but not forgotten.
2: But anyways, Cody, <laughs> thank you so much for having me, brother. I appreciate it. As uh, you, thank you, Stephen,
1: for joining us. Uh, mm-hmm. And in typical heroes and tradition, we do have some icebreakers for you, uh, mm-hmm. just so
2: that the listeners might be able to get to know you a little bit better. Can I just say I'm really excited about the icebreakers? All right, I, I I'm on the show today and I love it. But I, I'm an avid listener, and so when I hear icebreakers, I always like chime along. Like those are my these are my answers. The okay. cereal <laughs> one is the one that is the most sticks out most in my mind, and I just want to send say send Toast Crunch. Okay. I just want to say, <laughs> cinnamon toast, broke his own ice and <laughs> life. <laughs> Go ahead. What's your ice? I, cinnamon toast crunch
1: is great. <laughs> um, the the uh, questions that we have. First one is uh, is pretty simple. Coming up on Captain America: Civil War. Are you Team Cap or Team Iron Man? Mm.
2: You know, I, uh, I as thinking more about this. I'm going to be Team X Men and be very neutral. <laughs>
0: What in the world? Team
2: X Men. Yeah. I'm just gonna sit on the sidelines and not get involved. You can't. <laughs> I can't do that. Can I not do that? I, can, I don't know. Mel, do can I have you to do that? Do I have to I, make did, a definitive did answer?
0: I, did I cause this? I gave Steven the Civil War comic. Book, you did. And I think this might have you did. changed his mind.
2: You did. And you did it before this podcast. You gave it to me. I read it and I was like, Oh, I, there's a third option here. There's not like a two option. This isn't a two party system. There's a third option that we can go for and as X-Men. But if I had to make a definitive I'm gonna say Iron Man. Okay. I I'm gonna say. I that was gonna say. Mean, I was gonna say. This correct. is
0: Marvel Cinematic Universe, not Fox Studios. Or you're, you're
2: right. You're right. So yeah. Iron Man would be my my choice. Okay. I think. I agree the, with you. Yeah, yeah. I think that there has to be a check and a balance. I've always believed that, and I believe that Iron Man will bring that check and balance. So, and I know how. If this you can't is have common. boundaries, you know better than the bad guys. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. As exactly. Tony Stark said, or will say. <laughs> he exactly. will say. In a couple and they weeks, they used to be friends. <laughs> Bucky, <laughs> Bucky <laughs> just ridiculous.
1: goes and ruin everything. All right, uh, next one is: What would be your go-to weapon in the zombie
2: apocalypse? Mm. I'm, I'm always gonna say that I want like a, a an axe of some sort or okay. some sort of sharp sharp object that can be wielded, not too hard to handle but heavy enough that I could really like even if I can't crack a person's head, I can at least cause some pretty bad blunt force trauma and mm-hmm. keep moving. Um, Perhaps
0: a bat wrapped in barbed wire. Mm. Too soon.
2: Too soon. Heeny, meeny, miny. That's not even how that game works, how he played it. <laughs> We're not going to get into it now. That's how <laughs> that works. But yes, I, I really do want to make one of those, though.
0: A bat wrapped uh, in barbed uh, wire. <laughs> yes, and I want to put it in my
2: office. I work at a church, so as most of you m- may know about Cody as well, but i was i actually asked can i can i do that and she said well as long as nobody complains you can keep it in your office but the moment that somebody gets freaked out during a counseling session probably gonna have to get rid of it And i'm like that's gonna happen like the first jump's like what is this? what kind of counseling session is this
0: maybe you can like filter your clients based on that like if they recognize what it is then you're like okay we can can, we can talk (laughs)
2: Yeah, yeah What does this mean to you? It's if like they um, have a petrified yeah. look in their face, keep asking questions. Like um, that's that's messed a messed quick... up
0: Rorschach. In yes. yes.
2: <laughs>
1: all right. Uh, last question. And we've asked this one to, I think, every guest that's been on. But uh, if you could have coffee with any character from movies, TV shows, comics,
2: or video games, who would it be and why? Mm. Heisenberg. Mm. Heisenberg. 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 I would say Walter White. We can all say, oh, Walter White. No, no, no. Heisenberg. I you want to meet him after he's... I want to meet him after he has broke bad. Like, haf- after the turn has happened. Walter White, like, the beginning stages, it's like, hey, whatever. But when he's, when he's starting to turn to Heisenberg, when he puts that hat on, I wear hats very frequently <laughs> at shows. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Heisenberg. That would be the guy I would want to have some coffee with and ask a uh, few pointed questions.
0: How do you think that conversation would go?
2: Um, <laughs> probably something like, hey, um, could you get me the sugar? And he would say something like, I am the sugar or something like that. I, <laughs> I, am, the one. I am the one who gets the sugar. Sorry. That's probably how I should have <laughs> said it. Thank you, Mel, for cleaning up my joke. But yes, that's probably what he would say in, in terms of coffee. Or if they got his name wrong, like at Starbucks. Heizen Heisenbarg? <laughs> And he steps outside and just like hits him with his his, uh, his Pontiac. <laughs> <laughs> he just waits for, them, waits for them to get off. No one says my name wrong. It's Heisberg.
1: <laughs> Say my name. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we now that we know Steven a little bit better, let's get into Heroes and The Walking Dead Season 6. Mm. I know the big moment is, is that season finale, but let's talk a little bit about the season uh, overall. Steven, how did you feel about Season 6 of The
2: Walking Dead? I felt the season six for me this season really restored my faith, um, in the writers overall and in the show. Like last season was good but it wasn't great. Um last couple of seasons have been like that for me. I've I've noticed a decline, but this this season has felt like it has it should have been for, for a while now. That kind of that slow burn and just pressing that gas pedal down all the way to the very end. Mm-hmm. So Uh, I like it when a TV show does that. I know we just mentioned Breaking Bad, but that's one of the shows that did that very well for me. And that's why I've come to expect an AMC overall as their shows. And so Walking Dead kind of took a turn for me last couple of seasons. But season six, I I really loved it. I thought it was was a great season this this season. Mel, how about you? How would you feel about it?
0: Uh, I think I had a slightly different reaction. I had a mixed. Like a polar opposite. (laughs) No, polar opposite. I'd say mixed. Um, There was plenty of things I didn't. Like about the season, but I also found a lot to appreciate. Uh, for one, I really liked the change in pace, and that we weren't uh, stuck out on the road mm-hmm. or on a train track, just walking along, trudging along to nowhere. Um, I liked that we had electricity and running water,
2: mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, we it
0: did. and it gave. I think it gave the characters a chance to just kind of catch their breath and um, kind of develop their characters a bit more, maybe. Take a shower, have a shave,
1: bake some cookies, (laughs) bake
0: some cookies
1: out of acorns. I didn't even know you could do that. But uh, get a breath
0: mint, fall in love. You know, so I feel like that the safety, the safety of Alexandria afforded some really interesting storytelling. Mm -hmm. So I did appreciate that about it.
1: I think I'm I'm more on the side of of with you, Mel. Of there were times this season, and really, there's just been times you know in the last couple seasons, but. Uh, with this with this season in particular, there were moments where I was like, oh yeah, this is why I love this show, and this is why I watch this show, but then there were moments where I was like, this is just, this is dumb, you know, like, I was just like, <laughs> why, why is this, like, why is this, be, like, happening right now, kind of. I will say, I felt like there were a lot less of those moments, of the why is this happening moments in season six than there were in season five, and, you know, maybe going back even in, mm. into season four, but... Uh, i I definitely think that they're in, they're going in the right direction. I'm not a big fan of the Cliffhangers, and there' you know there are a couple big ones uh and we'll kind of get into those in a yeah. moment but uh overall, I thought it was good.
0: I did appreciate the introduction of Morgan's character. Mm-hmm. that was one of the reasons I was excited to watch the season in the first place and it ended up playing out a little bit differently than I was imagining but i overall, I think I've really enjoyed his his part in the series. I
2: was looking for my like, book of Eli Morgan. <laughs>
0: he was blind the whole time sorry spoiler alert
2: yeah and he he was just he was just a really incredible guy with a with a with a a staff but didn't end up like that for me i wasn't a fan of morgan i just haven't been like like the first time i started seeing his tree hugging ways i was like no i don't like this you're mm -mm. you don't get it you don't get this world you don't get it i don't like this get out of here you're gonna ruin everything morgan
1: so you think he just hasn't you think his idea is his life is all life is precious kind of mentality is it just doesn't work in this in the realm of The Walking Dead?
2: I don't think it works the way he thinks it's supposed to work. I think he wants to go back to old school ways, old world ways. and Whereas I think there's certain parts of the civilization that existed before that can still exist. And I don't think to the extent that what he's trying to get it to. Mm -hmm. I think he's thinking utopian society when it doesn't really exist anymore i just can't i don't think i can't at least i don't see how it can exist and so his character kind of threw me off like um i i think it went less voice of reason like it was less herschel like herschel i respected in that regard like his his outlook on stuff i think he got what world they were in and then there was this place they were trying to get to morgan has i think way further than, than Herschel and not in a good way to me mm-hmm. um, I think his his outlook on life will end up and did honestly in my opinion end up getting people killed in this season because of the way he looked at things and the way he he reacted towards things I mean we can see that uh, that whole the wolves um, deal that was a long drawn out deal right like for like five mm-hmm. episodes like the herd to the wolves but yeah when the wolves actually came, to me, the cause and the reason of that was because of Morgan. Morgan was the reason the wolves ended up showing up at their front doorstep. Like every little Reese's Pieces thing he dropped on the ground was because that's how the wolves got to them. That was an mm-hmm. ET reference, by the way. <laughs> um, got them to the to the gates, and so and then he's like holding a wolf, like the primary wolf, if 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 we're being honest about it. And so I don't know. I think his his way of doing things got people killed, and. didn't have to happen that way and now alexandria it's probably a little bit less strong because of it and just in sheer numbers
0: see i would argue that i think that so what we've got here is like a rick versus morgan philosophy morgan's got the philosophy like all life is precious and then rick's pretty much adopted this kill or be killed and to me like i'm i'm seeing how his philosophy has gotten the the group into a world of trouble because they he was preemptively killing people he's like we can take the savers we can you know we can just take what we want mm-hmm. we got to protect our own we got to do this we gotta sure. do that slaughtered a bunch of slave savers in their sleep mm-hmm. and now it's brought negan's wrath you know yeah. kind of upon the group so i i don't know i kind of I, like i appreciate because i think you see how both philosophies kind of have their pros and cons and i think also that i think Um, we as the audience needed Morgan as a character reintroduced just because in some ways I I feel like me as an audience member, like I've, adopted the group's philosophy it was like oh yeah like if you see someone that's uh, gonna attack you just just kill them like if you think Mm -hmm. they're gonna be a threat kill them and so for me just personally like i appreciated morgan because he was almost like a reminder of my humanity it's like Mm -hmm. like i've gotten as hardened (laughs) as an audience member (laughs) yeah uh you know um as some of these characters so to me like morgan was like a reminder it's like no like there's there's morality here there's a line there's uh there is this standard of life being precious. And that's why I appreciated the episode with Eastman. I know that that particular episode was a little bit divisive. Some people thought it was boring. and um, But I actually thought it was really interesting. And it helped me understand where Morgan was coming from yeah. a lot more. And I needed that because I, I had the same initial reaction towards him as you did.
2: Yeah. I, I was yeah. I was halfway on that episode. Like, mm-hmm. I was a little disappointed. I was like, this is just like a deterrent because Glenn just – Maybe, maybe, (laughs) maybe, (laughs) maybe, let die. So, this is what this is. Hey, here's some filler. But I, I did, I really did appreciate, I did appreciate the episode. Um, I can't think of the guy's name who, who played Eastman. I like him in pretty much everything he's ever been in. That guy is great. Um, so,
0: Fargo and and Zodiac. Yeah. He was just
2: in, and he was, um, he was actually Andrew Drew Carey too. I liked him in that as well. (laughs) But, anyways, um, yeah, Eastman, like it was, that was a great episode. I thought it was, I thought it was. Well thought out episode, but it it may buy into it maybe maybe buy into him a little bit more, but not still. I think Morgan's philosophy is a little flawed for this world.
1: All right, let's talk a little bit about just like our maybe our favorite moment or favorite part of, of season six as a whole. Uh, Stephen, you want to go ahead and get us started? My favorite moment, um,
2: or element, you know, not, you know,
1: maybe yeah, not necessarily I, be a particular scene or such.
2: I don't know. I, i I don't know. If there was a, a, a particular scene. I do. I appreciated Carol a lot more mm-hmm. this season, and so there was a lot of particular moments in there that were were great. So Carol overall, and just like her her evolution as a character just in this season alone, like we've seen like an incredible growth from a character that doesn't even exist anymore in the comic books. Like they've, I thought that they've done an incredible job. Like. Well, think about where
0: was... she was in season one just you know exactly. being kind yeah. of like abused like, mm-hmm. kind of like a weak person and then now she's like one of to me she's one of the strongest characters yeah. on the show going all
2: assassin's creed and everybody yeah. like yes. so that probably was if i had to really say <laughs> here is my favorite was moment so cool. is when carol like dawn put a w on her forehead put a, a red handkerchief on and a Cowl and started yeah, just going yeah. nuts on everybody while
0: she had a casserole baking in the oven. <laughs> I don't know. Did, that,
2: did I don't know if they resolved that, but did I, I don't know if that did that end up burning or did she get no, it? No, man, she's on top of she it. She got it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure she's, man. she. Man, Martha, Martha Stewart eats your heart out. Like. Hashtag <laughs> <laughs> life goals. Yeah. So like, Carol has Carol has has been my favorite up to this point. Like, in there, I mean, I have many favorite characters inside of that. Um, but she she definitely has given me my, my moments like the, the like the second or third, the last episode the whole um, machine gun and uh, the jacket. Incredible. You know, that was um, amazing. And I'm again, just meant her mentality and how it's changing a little bit. Like I'm enjoying that even so like, cause I think to your point with the whole um, Morgan um, philosophy, I think that's somewhat infiltrating Carol. Like she was, f- I actually don't think it was like a Rick versus Morgan philosophy. I mean, I, I think Rick's philosophy does exist there, but I think it was more Carol versus Morgan in my, my vantage point. And so, yeah, for sure. But I think it's infiltrating. And it's been interesting how they've even up to the end of that, like how they brought that together a little bit. And I'm interested to see what they'll what they'll do, like where we left Morgan and where we left Carol, like the last scene with them two. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm interested to see where that goes. Um, I think there's a cool little twist around the way for and somebody to introduce t- to being new.
1: I I did very much enjoy Carol's arc and just kind of the mm-hmm. the arc that she's gone on, you know, throughout the season. I think or throughout the show rather. Uh that episode with the the Maggie and Carol kind of centric episode there. Mm-hmm. Uh I think the coolest part of that for me was the the moment when uh as as they light the you know the the saviors on fire, or the saviors that are coming for them yeah. on fire, mm-hmm. you know, and and they close them close them in when you look at that like or like and i think i the reason i notice this is cuz of the of a screenshot of it but mm. um carol is looking back into the room of you know as, as to what's happening to the people that are in the room and then maggie is you know and as we saw throughout that episode maggie is willing to do whatever it takes to move forward mm-hmm. and she's really like she doesn't look back into into the room and the look that she has is very like very much serious and you know kind of focused and I guess, like maybe just not con- trying to consider what's going on because she doesn't want to deal with it, you know, emotionally. So I thought it was just a cool kind of dynamic that you see that Carol is physically looking back. And, you know, in that episode and the episodes that followed, that's literally mm-hmm. what she's doing with within her life is looking back, like, she, you know, she mentions how many people she's killed and she's trying to, like, trying to do the math. Yeah. Um, so I very much enjoyed uh, Carol's Carol's
2: arc there yeah i i was interested to see what you guys saw i know not, i've asked you this question before but just the whole her hyperventilating in the and the in the maggie episode but then when she she goes off and this the group of saviors in the truck come she hyperventilates again Are mm. i got the sense that the first one was like a, a decoy and the second one was real like did you did you guys feel that way at all or
0: i think when Okay, so the episode where she and Maggie get captured and she starts hyperventilating. At that moment, I thought, "Oh, okay, Carol's doing her thing where she's just going to pretend to be someone she's not to, in order to gain the upper yeah. hand in the situation." So, I think I honestly think she started off uh, doing it as a, as a ruse, mm-hmm. and then I think as she was kind of going through the emotions of it, I think the guilt and everything is kind of caught up with her, and like it just kind of overwhelmed. Her, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So,
2: hmm.
0: I think it started off. Um, as a decoy and then became something
2: yeah. more. I assumed it was just her hulking up. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Andy. <laughs> I, 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 I think I'm, I'm
1: kind of on the side with Mel where she's, she's pretending to be, you know, this, this, or she's faking like she's, you know, innocent yeah. and, you know, and just trying to get the upper hand and, and I think, you know, trying to find a moment for her, like, to use... And uh, you know, exploit their weaknesses and exploit mm. the group's overs- oversights. But ultimately, I
2: think that causes some, some more you know introflexion. You probably see that more in the second time she does it because the savers are like, "Hey, go grab her; she's gonna pass out." Like it was almost like, oh, "Here's our guard, and now it's down." And then she kept saying, "Don't get out of the truck." Yeah. <laughs> but they're like, no, no, no. You know, you're about to go away, and and then she blows them away. I think
0: so. the rosary was. Is- is a really good mm. image of what she was going through because I think again when I saw that's like oh she's gonna use that to you know she's gonna sharpen it and stab mm-hmm. someone or pick a lock or not pick lock but like uh, undo her 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 the, binds or whatever yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, but then she then she hung on to it and she it was still there in the next episode and so I think to her it was just kind of this reminder of of where she had been because mm-hmm. she used like I remember like before she had lost Sophia she was like a you know a person of faith and religion. And mm-hmm. then like that just kind of took that all away from her. So I think again, that whole situation just kind of brought up all of the guilt from the past and yeah. what she's done. So
2: and that was, a, that was a tough episode for me. Like the Sophia one, just as I was thinking about it, like you're, when you're saying it, that was a tough, that was yeah. a tough episode for Oof. me. I, don't and top, I hate j- Top five <laughs> moments. Right there. Yeah. That's I, one I, of my by the way, I, I, I hate George in. Lynn. Like a friend, we have a friend short George Lynn and dude, like he goes, have you gotten to the part where Sophia comes out of the barn yet? Like, I had just started.
0: He spoiled it for you? He literally oh. said that. I'm like, oh so I'm sitting gosh.
2: there the entire time just looking at the barn, and my wife is like, what's up with that barn? What's up with that barn? I'm like, oh, I can't say anything, but in my head. I'm like, Sophia's in there. <laughs> Freaking George. Oh, <laughs> Thanks, George. Oh, long. Oh, this oh, is that...
0: why we have spoiler alerts. Yeah, seriously. Yep.
1: Gosh. All right. Uh, Mel, is there a moment that sticks out for you as your favorite uh, for um. this season?
0: I mean, I mentioned this earlier, but I I really dug that Eastman episode. I think that might have been one of my favorite episodes of the entire season, if not the whole series. Mm. Not the whole series, that's a little strong. Um, but I just uh <laughs> I don't know, that <laughs> I, is didn't, a I didn't love Tabitha <laughs> that eighteen miles out. I didn't love great. Tabitha the goat that much. Uh, but I Aww. I thought that d- that goat was pretty cool. That
2: goat was pretty cool.
0: Um, again, I think I just needed I think I needed that break. I needed that. I just love that that episode took its time and really developed Morgan's character a little bit more and helped me understand him. So um, I also was a big fan of Michonne. Uh, yeah. Rick and Michonne getting together. Yeah. It, it was one of those things where I wasn't expecting it, and then when it happened, it was like, oh, that this totally makes this makes sense. <laughs> yeah, maybe just like how it happened for them. I don't yeah. know.
1: It was it was really funny when to be one that like as that happened because they like they're just they come home and they're just talking about their day you know and like just like i and i I imagine like i'm not married but i imagine like you know (laughs) that in in, this conversation where you're man when you're married Mm -hmm. you would that's those would be the questions that would be asked like oh how was your day you know Mm what did you do today and then you know just talking about talking about each other's days and then and then have a stick of gum and then have a stick of gum and then you know I can only imagine that, that in, the, in, in
2: the post-apocalyptic world, the one big major turn on is probably, you know, good smelling breath. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, that's probably all you meant. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do this thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: Steven, how did you feel? about Oh, shit? man, I,
2: I, I loved it. I loved it. I'm interested to see where it takes the story. Again, I know that they, they intertwine the comic books and then they come out of the comic books. And so I'm interested to see how that actually works with some characters that may be coming up later. Um, but I know that in, again in the comics at this point, Andrea's still alive, mm-hmm. and so that's actually who Rick ends up with. Um, and so I'm I'm interested just to see you know how they how they do that. But that's I think that's what they're doing right now is like obviously Andrea died a few seasons back, so Rick needs another love interest in his life. I think that's going to do a lot for Rick in terms of keeping him grounded. And not maybe making what like what Mel was talking about, some very like um, hard and fast calls, some rash calls. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that helps him to not do that as much because now he's not only does he have Carl to think about, you know, Carl has pretty much been his anchor, and he's almost lost that kid like eight times it feels like at this point. But he won't die. Um, <laughs> but Michonne I think is really going to bring some balance to that, specifically because I think Michonne has also been growing weary of fighting yeah and so i mean we see that uh not in this season but in the season five when she hangs up her katana um and then has to pick it back up again because you know we're back in the we're back in the crap um yeah. that's you know i think I, I i enjoy the relationship i'm interested to see where it goes i don't know if they'll end it or not that's what i'm kind of concerned about because i don't and obviously in the comic books with andrea but right. with who's coming around the corner maybe maybe they do maybe they don't
1: I hope that they don't end it. I like it so far. Um and I, I think you're I think you're right, because we see like back in season five where uh where Michonne is you know, Rick's kind of like still like wants to infiltrate Alexandria and just kind of take over. Yeah. Michonne mm-hmm. like very much adopts the, the idea of being, you know, the cop for, yeah. you know, you know, the the law, quote unquote yeah. for Alexandria. And she wears the jacket and, you know, and and all of those things of that nature whereas with Rick I think he was just Dressing up like that to try and gain people's trust. It's funny. To uh, ultimately the, the, exploit yeah, it.
2: Yeah. It's funny the dynamics that they paint. Because there's almost like a crooked cop versus a clean cop type deal. Like mm-hmm. this is one that really wants the whole lo- jo- law and justice and the right way. And then you have Rick over here who's trying to like take some bribe money and – Maybe pop a few guys in the head or something like that. You know? Yeah, oh, ooh, he's a constable. Just off, off people's husbands and, I and think sleep with their the wives. R&P. I think the R&P thing I
0: appreciated about the Rick and Michonne relationship is that it seemed a lot more earned. Mm-hmm. I think than the Rick and Jesse storyline. Hmm. I did not enjoy that at all. No? Like, I, no, I <laughs> mostly because I I felt like Rick just turned into this lovesick puppy for no reason. Like, uh. And well, so I didn't. I didn't really. She
1: cut his hair and she, his beard. So yeah, she did. A song about that. <laughs> she
0: did. Um, but I don't know. I just. I just remember. I think we were all watching this in a room together. And I think everybody in the room groaned. Do you? Were you in that? Were you in that uh, viewing party? I
2: think I was. Everybody yeah.
0: collectively groaned when like Rick and Jesse kind of got together, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm not a fan of this." Um, so when
2: I was a fan, and even the comic books, I was like, "Yeah, this, this is not gonna okay." Enough. He beats his wife. Just get him. Don't like fall in love with her. Like yeah. there's a way to do this without like having a, an interest right trying right to now. be her hero, bro.
0: Whereas I appreciate they hero, babe. <laughs> <laughs> they were really trying to. I think they built the relationship well with Michonne. Like even that scene when when Rick, Carl, and Michonne are like walking down the train tracks. Mm-hmm. Like I really felt like they've been building that yeah. them as a family for quite some time. And so when it when they did get together, it was like, oh that makes complete sense. Yeah. And I like Carl this. was totally
1: on board with it too. Like oh, I, that I, awkward I, moment yeah, when who, Carl Rick's like, <laughs> yeah. I swear it just happened. Like, he's yeah. like trying to explain himself. That's an awkward conversation. I thought, yeah, that definitely like especially like I don't you know pre apocalypse Your old man ain't dead boy. <laughs> 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 exactly. Uh all right. Let's let's think back to when uh the the moment where it seems like Glenn dies. Uh, or you know there's there's that drawn out i think it was was it four episodes or so of a cliffhanger you know yeah. where uh where Glenn falls into the horde of zombies uh how did you guys feel about that cliffhanger? do you think it was too drawn out you know too too much of a, a like just a ratings grab mm-hmm.
2: i i I personally do um, i'll say I'll say this I think that the way it happened. Was and take it for what it is. Like, I get like it might have been cheap, but I thought it was cool. I do think my major hang up was I was too drawn out
1: hmm.
2: simply because it's like, okay, that happened maybe one episode, maybe the Eastman episode, and then we get back to it. It shouldn't have been four episodes, it sh- we shouldn't have had to wait that long to figure that out. Because, one, the way it happens again, I, I'm, I'm gonna be the guy who points back to the comics, the way it happened in the comics far, far greater. Than that, like that can't mm. be the way Glenn meets his demise. Just comes come, some dude like gets scared and goes out of his mind. Nicholas, that guy, he's a jerk. He's he's definitely a character. I'm I'm glad of the Alexandrians that went away, but that he he offs himself and then then Glenn because of that guy dies. That's not how Glenn. Yeah, that's not how Glenn dies. Like and so when it happened, I was like. Uh, and then, you know, like, you started getting angles and everything. And it's like, well, could it be, couldn't be? But I, I just think it was way too drawn out. we couldn't answer that question. And I probably have fit a little bit more inside of the story. Mm-hmm. And think about it. I, I'm wondering if because of the, – and, they, and I'm, I'm thinking Nicotero and all those guys as they're writing, you know, Kirkman, they're, they're talking through that stuff. Like, they knew what they were doing. But had they not drawn it out for that many episodes, could they have gotten to something quicker and did the whole Negan cliffhanger even have to happen? because of that like I wonder if they just ran out of like we gotta we gotta stop because we have so many episodes to fill right so I don't know that but it was too drawn out for me I liked it but too drawn out Mel how'd you feel about that I
0: think I felt the same way like I I was I was definitely uh very tense when I was watching that I don't think I was breathing like I (laughs) like that shot where Mm -hmm. like you, you see like that Nicholas pulled the trigger um I don't know, like that. That was very tense, and I thought that was really well shot. Some of the blood splatter, yeah, one. yeah. Fa-
2: that's that was probably one of my favorite shots of the season. Was that moment? It was yeah, a, it was a really- Glenn, uh, Steve, and like his face, the way that he delivered that was incredible. Like his face of like just pure horror, mm-hmm. um, was was amazing.
0: I for a second I really thought that they offed Glenn. I was pretty sure that they. They really? Did it, and then that's what they were going for. Well, then my husband John was like, The angle's wrong, so he was already like CSIing, John. he was already CSIing the whole thing. It's like, The angle's wrong, that just... red yarn and, and stuff. I was like, Oh, yeah, people's intestines aren't by their face, right.
2: so they're not. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thanks for pointing that out, yeah. No. So, just yeah, so then, then you know, everybody was like kind of dissecting that online the next day, and so I was like, I don't think they did that. It was you, but th-
2: it was you the next day who sent me thanks to Jesus, Glenn is alive. Because you're like, it's apparently Glenn or Steve Ewing was, was filming with the guy who plays Jesus. Somebody, so, yeah,
0: somebody had leaked some set photos of Glenn, like, you know, alive and well yeah. shooting a scene, uh, you know, the actor Stephen, you know, like, yeah. s- shooting a scene with the character Jesus who we, who we hadn't even met at that point. So I was like, okay.
2: Right. It's afterlife. Yeah. Unless Seriously. it's like, <laughs> oh, saying, no. unless it's like the ghost of Christmas <laughs> past or present. I don't think that's what's happening. He's good. Let's keep moving on. But yeah. that was also my point. Like, I guess they had to keep just going with it because they had already planned out a little bit, right? But it just seems to me like you – like once that leaks, you might have to rethink you like (laughs) – do we keep yeah. this going, or is, no. it, <laughs> is it too late? Yeah. I'd
0: like to personally thank all the people on Instagram who showed, uh, who demonstrated that it is possible to climb underneath a dumpster. Yes. It Did is. you see any of those photos of people?
1: Uh-huh. I I didn't see any of those.
2: I saw one or two of them.
1: My my issue with the with the whole like like I didn't I didn't question if he could fit under the dumpster. I questioned <laughs> if he if anyone would f- be able to fall into a hoard that big. And not get bit or not get scratched or anything. The scratched
2: is the, probably the bigger thing for me. The bit thing, I, I think that they have, you know, there's probably a few seconds of, like, get Nick off, get under. But, like, hands are reaching out for you. Like, if in a mosh pit you're, or, you know, when you jump off a stage and that, you're getting scratched. You're getting, yeah. you I think know, I did see
0: somewhere online, too, somebody had pointed out that aerial shot where they kind of pan back and you see all the hands reaching out towards towards um, Nicholas. That there, there's like a, like a, they're pointing to a center, and it's different from like the point at which Glenn could have been at. Do you know? Do you know what I'm
2: talking about? I don't. So
0: like, they're all the, all the hands are pointed in one direction, and then there, there's, some, they had pointed at, like they drawn an arrow, like off to the side where the dumpster was to kind of show like, mm-hmm. so Glenn could be here, and, yeah. and not be, no you know away to, from like this, you know, away from the zombie pile or whatever. I can't
2: imagine that the riding staff on there doesn't like they, they're. For the most part, to me, they're very intentional with that stuff, and so it probably would make sense that they would have thought through all of that, so that when people are like, "Well, that doesn't seem plausible," well, here's how it could happen, and they draw like actual diagrams and all that stuff. So yeah, I
1: I don't know. I just felt like 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 even once the, like when he uh, you know Nicholas is on top of him, like if Nicholas is sideways, I feel like like Glenn's feet would have had to been grabbed at or you know something. I felt like. I felt, personally. And, and, they, and they really... <laughs> so that's just me. Really I, sp- I get that I'm in the mind I know we got to move
2: on to this, but they really slowed it down, right? They they, mm-hmm. they slowed motion the bad boys, so that in itself makes time seem infinite. And so it probably was literally a... He fell on him. It was five seconds. Glenn made a quick decision and got out of there. And I don't think yeah. the walkers are that fast. So... It, Maybe it it's is. in a deleted scene. Definitely, yes. It better be.
1: <laughs> <laughs> better explain how this went down. <laughs> I want, I want the diagrams of of Scott Gimple it's explaining gonna be, how gonna be, all of this gonna be, works. It's
2: gonna be JFK all over again. Back
1: <laughs> to the left. <laughs> let's let's move on to the the other big cliffhanger for mm. for this season, and that that comes from the finale. Uh, it, you know, if you watch a show, you know that we see first person view of somebody taking Lucille to the face you know mm-hmm. uh and taking it like a champ as as uh mm-hmm. as Negan says uh so first just the burning question uh who is it Stephen do you have a do you have an
2: idea of who you think who I, who you think pers- I we're do. seeing I do I have I have two in my head plausible scenarios um first and in in this order I think it's Glenn I think they kept with a comic book um there was so much leading to that point for me. I know that there's some, the other guy I'll mention there was some stuff as well, but Glenn, to me, this seems like that's the, even, I don't care about the cliffhanger in the beginning of the season. Glenn's deaths don't mean something. And his real death means a heck of a lot more. Mm -hmm. And there's so much hope that can be happening, even though Maggie is in a kind of a whirlwind with her baby and she's dealing with some stuff, you know, like, like very, like health wise. I think just the mental thing that, that that happens there is just what tips her a little bit more. But Glenn is the guy I think that that catches the bat, and um, obviously there was a thing on someone like slowed the audio down, and you can kind of hear that. Now I don't know how if someone manipulated that or what, but I mean you, it's pretty obvious that he's at least in the audio clip that you're hearing Mag and Maggie, and so it's. it's I don't know. It's I wonder. listened to it. I I so do it again.
0: Well yeah, no, I think it's just loud enough where you can convince yourself that he's saying maybe. Maggie, but I think it's just quiet I mean whoever makes the audio, like it's just quiet enough where yeah, you're like, I can not. probably imagining that. So mm-hmm.
2: yeah. Like I don't you know.
0: can
1: kind of break it out, like if you want if that's what you're looking for, you might hear it.
2: I I've been going between another two, um, back and forth, but I, I'll I'll land on it was Abraham and Abraham and Eugene, but I'm gonna land on Abraham could could be the second plausible case because because one um no you and i have talked about this and i'd be great if you elaborate a little bit more but just that he's the biggest and so that would be hmm. who you would probably want to go for but eugene was the the other reason i thought eugene was just because they've done this arc of his character that they really didn't do a whole lot in the books but like he's wanting to become this kind of major player in terms of of strength um and he gave the the ammunition uh, recipe to Rick and how to do it all, and so that's one of the things that in the comic books he that's a leverage Eugene kind of has is that he has the knowledge to do all of this. That's mm-hmm. what makes him a vital member of the community. Well, without that, I don't know that he necessarily is in in that regard, and so they, that's somebody they could easily off. But Abraham's not even in the, in the books anymore. He like Denise, the doctor, met his demise. Our right, um, so that's. No. You know, I I think he'd be an easy off and it would make a lot of sense on on, on, on Negan's of, part, on Negan's part, why he would have done it.
1: Mel, I know you wrote a blog <laughs> yeah, breaking down a lot I of did. this. And that actually helped me to understand all of the possibilities. Where would someone find your blog if they wanted to read more about uh,
0: it? Ah, uh, this would be at Melissa Reyes, M.E.L.I.S.S.A.R.E.Y.E.S. dot WordPress dot com. Okay. So I, yeah, I, I wrote this blog kind of trying to eliminate certain people from it, and I, I also came down to, uh, Abraham or Glenn in the blog. However, I have been kind of repondering some of this, mm-hmm. and I am starting to lean more in the Daryl direction now.
2: Oof, I don't know if I'm going okay get with out that. of here right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Daryl so, dies. Hear me we out. Riot. <laughs> he, I know. Oh, I saw a guy
0: was wearing that shirt the other day.
2: Um, and we mean it. <laughs> so no. hear me
0: out. Hear me out. So I, there's this theory going around that whoever we see, whosever perspective that we see in the opening shot in the van with the lights coming in, we're not really sure, you know, like we weren't really sure what that was, that that is the same perspective of who was ever. Like who's ever getting uh, killed at the end? That's a really good point. So to me, that eliminates a lot of people. So that would be either Rosita, uh, Michonne, Glenn, or Daryl. I don't think they would off Rosita. I don't think it's Michonne. So to me, that leaves either Glenn or Daryl. So this could this also supports your Glenn, the Glenn theory. Yeah, but it hurts um, my
2: heart that you're even bringing Daryl into the mix. He got shot <laughs> in the shoulder. He already clipped his wings. I what know. More do you want? I yeah.
0: don't know. So I was thinking. I mean, to me, that would just that would to me that would be the most heartbreaking death. Would be Daryl. Yeah. So I don't know if the writers would go there. Um,
2: they did say they took a hard left turn, and I don't know what that they like. Uh, I think it was Kirkman who said that we, we took a, we got here, we started filming, and then the storyline took a hard left turn. That could mean a billion different things. But
0: uh, also, too, I'm wondering. Like I've been thinking this whole time, Rick was the one who drew First Blood with the Saviors, and it was actually Daryl. Daryl with that rocket launcher. So like when That's he true, when he but took but out, nobody he was, knows that necessarily. well.
2: Right, no. Somebody knows that. Somebody because knows that. Yeah, there was a car behind them, right?
0: Yeah, like, there was a car behind that group initially. I don't know if that was
2: no. It was. It was. An, it was a small Easter purpose. egg. Yeah, like they, they. Are you, are you thinking maybe it was just like they didn't?
0: Maybe they forgot to
2: edit it out or something. Out. Yeah. But there was a car that was back there that, like, was just watching. It's way far in the distance behind. Oh, so you watching the scene? Yeah, they didn't yeah. Touch it. Well, a guy had to slow it down and like pause it and say, "There it is. There's like a black SUV." And so, yeah,
1: that's interesting.
2: I I didn't I hadn't seen
1: that that the car was there. So that's interesting. And I'm wondering. I I, I was under the impression that nobody, like nobody knew that that was there. Yeah, like, I didn't that think that was something we were
0: meant to see. Happened. So that's yeah.
2: Could be, but then, like I said, you know, it seems as though they're they're pretty much like they're smart enough in their numbers that they're gonna keep an eye on everything. And so
0: yeah. They're obviously well organized enough where I feel like that they would have known that in some way. I
2: I I don't wanna make this up. I would have to go back and relook at it. But I feel like every time that the saviors or for the most part, every time the saviors have met, it's been one of those things of like you took our people. So like the first encounter, they took they kill those guys, and then the next encounter, like it was out of somebody's mouth, you took our people. Mm-hmm. Like you kill some of our people. So like I think there's eyes all around. Even if it wasn't the the truck, I still think some he knows. You
1: think somebody knows and then they realize those dudes have a rocket launcher,
2: so I'm not going to try and fight them right now. Sure, I'll and make, they just kind of dipped out, you know, maybe sense, off yeah. in the woods or yeah. something. They're strategic, um, you know. But and but Dad that Daryl, that's that's a that's a that's a good point. But you know who else was out there, Abraham. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I, but, say, I yeah, don't, don't think true. it's Rosita because I like. I don't think it's any of the women. I, I don't. No, yeah. I don't think <laughs> so. I
1: mean, yeah I, yeah. I don't think Negan would say taking it like a champ if it was any of the women.
2: He's uh, just
0: some new kind of monster. Yeah,
2: he, yeah. I, uh, I feel, That's, but with... they, I mean, I, I, I mean, it, it went, nothing would surprise me if they wanted to really like drive home the point that this guy is like bad news by hitting by killing a woman. But I yeah. just, I don't. Well, I, I think with, with I Rosita
1: specifically, there. like I, I feel like we're there's still like we don't know her well enough, and I yeah. think that there's still a lot of potential storyline for her death to really feel earned.
0: Um, one more thing about Norman Reedus, the actor. So. I don't know who to believe in terms of the cast, like what they've claimed that they know and don't know um, in terms of who got killed. I know that Chandler Riggs, who plays Carl, like tweeted out that you know, he doesn't know who got killed either. But he's also a kid, so I'm not sure that they would tell him. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> no, tell but him. Norman, he's, he's Norman Reedus... with your
2: tweets and your Instagrams. <laughs> You're just going to go tell everybody. You're going to tell your blonde girlfriend.
0: <laughs> but Norman Reedus has claimed that he knows what happens. And it, he said it was, quote, gut-wrenching. So if he's, like, the only one that actually knows what happened, then to me it's, like, maybe somebody told him his contract was up.
2: And, uh, yeah. That's why yeah. they let it's him It's pretty gut-wrenching when you see all those zeros <laughs> go away. <Yeah. laughs> hey, but we're going to give you a reality show about driving around on a motorcycle. <laughs> yeah. Which is
0: pretty much what he's doing on Walking Dead. No, I don't know. So that kind of got me thinking as well. Like, what does Norman know that...
2: Most of the other cast man, doesn't I, know. I, as a fan, I, I don't want to say that I would stop watching the show. I still think I would watch the show, but that would be – that would make me take a hard look at whether or not I want to. Like, they have done such an incredible job building in this character that I know doesn't exist. It would make sense to go ahead and off him too, but,
0: man, dude. yeah, That would be a bold choice for
2: would I mean, you respect I'd, it or would you be upset by I res- it? I would.
0: I would be. Re- I would be. I would both respect it and be, <laughs> and be upset. upset by- I would res-
2: <laughs> You res- would re, re- upset. upset it. It. Yeah. <laughs> would you keep watching though?
0: Oh, for sure. It's, yeah. Okay. I would. Uh, the fact that the show would have the guts to do that, I feel like there's a lot safer choices I, I that they know. could make. Yeah. So I don't know.
1: I I feel like it has to be a big character so that like so that we know as as viewers this is a big deal and Negan is a big deal. Because if it's, I, like, no, no offense to, like, Rosita or to, you know, to Eugene or, like, you know, maybe some of those lesser or less popular characters there. Yeah. But we're, I don't think we care enough about them for it to really hit home.
0: Well, and think about, <clears throat> you think about the Carol relationship with Daryl. Imagine if Daryl get, gets killed off. You know that what, what that would do for Carol's character? Mm-hmm. I feel like that would reignite her. Like, I feel like that would change her again yeah. in some way.
2: He's the um, one in the way of like giving up. Like no, I think
0: it. I, it could go either way, but I think that like his death would hold a lot of weight for her. Um, mm. So that would be really interesting to see where that goes.
1: We're almost out of time, so let's just talk real quick about uh, about Jeffrey Dean Morgan's first appearance as Negan. Uh, Stephen, how did you feel
2: about his portrayal of of this iconic comic book villain? I if there was a scale of one to ten, I'd give that dude a twelve. He did such an incredible job coming out. I mean, I've like I said, as I read and I watched Negan in the comics, it was like, dude, this guy's just—he's charismatic, and he's—he's he's narcissistic, no doubt, but he's charismatic. And so he's a. At the end of that episode, I found myself like, I could see how I could follow that guy because I mean, even though he's, in, <laughs> I guess you know. Just oh my goodness! Viewer. You're gonna
0: have a bat in your office. I really want a bat with. Put <laughs> a <laughs> poster of Negan above your wall, dude. If, you a, he, uh, if I see you in a leather jacket soon. In a red scarf. I have one. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: I but no, he, he kudos. I mean, he, I'm sure he's he doesn't really care about my kudos, but kudos to Jeffrey uh, for for what, the way he played it, man. He just he 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 encapsulated exactly who Negan was. Um, I in his monologue, the monologue that he delivered. Was exactly how I would as I read it. I'm like, that's exactly how it would sound. Like he, he just he nailed it. It was great. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that guy. Anyhow, like especially when he was the comedian and and Watchman. He was a small part, but he still delivered it so well. So he's a, he's a great actor, and they did a great job writing for him and and, pick, and casting. I, I wasn't sure. I wanted John Hamm actually because John <laughs> Hamm's just awesome. But um, but no, that Jeffrey D. Morgan, way to go.
0: I just want to know what he was doing in the RV the whole time. Like he was yeah. just
2: like
0: <laughs> was he just like chilling out, was just waiting to make his grand entrance, like they found a
2: Tetris game that actually worked. So he was just doing that. He was playing Tetris in there? I think so. Uh, see, I see
1: I, I feel like maybe I don't know him well enough, but I feel like he would just be like hanging out in there. Like, you know, he's like whatever whether he's reading or or, you know, whatever it is. I did I have heard I Mel it may have been you that said like, no, I think he was just standing in the door, like,
2: just waiting. <laughs> I don't know. I don't just, think like, I, think Steven that, I said yeah, that I Steven? said that, yeah. I think he, <laughs> because of his narcissism, I think yeah. he was just standing in the door, waiting, fiending for the time that he gets to come his out grand and make entrance. That great, grand entrance to those people because they've heard about him, his folklore, like, this whole almost this whole entire season now, <laughs> yeah. right? And so, there he is. And, his, and all of his grandeur. Yeah, his his reputation <laughs> right. precedes him.
0: I like the way they built up to it too, just with all the roadblocks and the the oh, Red man. Rover and the,
2: Cliff the finger, creepy whistling. Oh yeah, still haunts me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah that
1: that was that was so <laughs> uh, the, the the episode itself <laughs> <creepy>. nerve frying
2: <laughs> Whether or not I hated, i keeping me in suspense. The episode itself, I I agree, Mel. Like I thought it was an incredible episode. Like I thought they wrote that thing. So well and um and it really showed you like who they I think it finally showed Rick, and I think that was the look of of terror in Rick's mm. face when again Abraham he uh, Abraham Lincoln not Abraham Lincoln I'm sorry, Andrew Lincoln, excuse me, not the president, the the actor uh, when he delivered that, right? like the the look of sheer horror in his face, man, dude, like he nailed that. and I think that's because he started really it started clicking to him the numbers like that they have the sheer numbers that they're going up against and all of that was set up by him that entire line is just looking Man. around like this is because of me
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah
2: everyone that's here is there because of Rick I still think it was for the good of the group and and know'll trek with me for a second like the only reason they made that whole deal was because they were running out of food and so he had to do he had to say something to for the hilltop to want to barter with them so he's like, yeah, we'll take them out because we've done that before. But his it was his arrogance and his pride that like made that call of saying, "Let's figure out a different way. Don't just go like, hey, we'll take care of the Sabres because you have no idea who they are. Mm-hmm. But he found out.
0: I, I really do think that this finale kind of shows how much Rick's overconfidence will, has cost the group. Mm-hmm. Um, when you think about it, like, yeah, they did go slaughter a bunch of their people in their sleep. They did. Rocket launch. Um, you know, like, <laughs> they blew them all up. Yeah. yeah. So when it comes down to numbers, like, yeah, Rick's people have taken out more of their people than than Negan has of his.
2: But to your point, one was at a distance, and the other one was while they were sleeping. Like, you killed people with a rocket launcher. That's not really hard. Like, if you didn't have that rocket launcher, what's the, there's a difference now. That's a game changer <laughs> if you didn't have that in the back. And two, those folks were sleeping. They weren't ready for you. Yeah. Now, if you would have faced them head on like you are now... Now it's a different story. Yeah. And I think would've... Rick's really I, I don't
0: know. I think when you kill thirty people, like
2: No, I no doubt. Guys. Like you can't just take that out yeah. like out of context. But I'm saying like the readiness for those people yeah, to be ready true. for battle, I think it's a it potentially oh, yeah. is a different story.
1: Yeah, I I think if
2: if without the rocket launcher or without Rick's group you they know, didn't lose any casualties in that, in that no, episode. No. And they definitely would have, I think, if they would have been ready for it. Well, that's
0: Easy. the thing. Like, Rick, they've never come up against something that they couldn't conquer. Like, even though they've lost people along the way, like
2: yeah.
0: Terminus, you know, every you know everything, the prison, they've still overcome everything. And so I think that's what – I think, doesn't Rick have that conversation with Carl? Like, we've, we've, we've gotten this far. We can do anything.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, you know, yeah. and
0: so I think this is the first time that they've really been shown – then. And even
2: when like Rick's leaving, like, "Hey, should we make a deal? I got a deal for oh. him." Oh
0: yeah. my goodness, so confident! Oh, I got a deal. Coral,
2: <laughs> I got a deal for him. I love when he what wants the to
1: deal gonna be? the deal. Going to be? I just want like, to know that. Like when, death, <laughs> when, <laughs> but not in so much. When they're surrounded, you know, and like right before they get put in line, he's like, "No, we can talk about this." Yeah. Oh, I got a deal. I got a deal. deal. We can talk <laughs> Let us I live. Got, I do something for something, you know. Uh, but yeah, I I think Rick entirely like as much as I love. Rick, and I am, you know, entirely behind what he wants to do. I think that ultimately yeah. uh, a lot of what's going on is his fault.
0: So that's our episode on Heroes and The Walking Dead Season 6. Let us know who you think met Lucille on social media. Uh, you can tell us about it on Twitter and Instagram at heroes underscore and, or on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash heroes And, or you can shoot us an email at heroesandpodcast at gmail.com.
1: Just want to give you uh, the new comics that are dropping today, uh, April 13th. Uh, and the first one is Batman, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number five. I know, Mel, you've been loving those. Uh, yes, so far. I'm
0: through issue two right now, and mm. it is a blast. All right. Then.
1: I haven't been reading them, but I will say that all of those covers look sick.
0: That's why I bought them. Them. Seems like they're
1: tossing a whole lot of words together for me, but I'll go look. Yeah. Ba- Batman TMNT. I guess Batman T would be easy. Just yeah.
0: two words for you. Batfight. <laughs> bat <fight. laughs>
1: <laughs> uh The next one we have is all new, all different Avengers number eight. Uh, and that's a tie-in to the standoff event that's happening right now. Also have Moon Knight number one. So kicking off a new, new run of the Moon Knight character. And we have Star Wars specials C-3PO number one. Uh, This uh, particular comic leads up to episode seven, you know, Mm. up to Star Wars The Force Awakens. Uh, And I'm just hoping we'll see, you know, what's up with C-3PO's arm throughout some of that. So uh, I think that would be cool. Um, If you're able to subscribe, rate, review, as well as share Heroes and with your geeky friends, that would be awesome. Thank you so much to Steven for joining us. You can check out Crenshaw Music uh, and, you know, Crenshaw Band at www.crenshawmusic.net. Thank you so much for listening to Heroes And. I'm Cody. I'm
2: Steven. And I'm Mel. And, and we're, we're out. out.